Today we reviewed Waterworld, a movie from 1995. The IMDb synopsis says, In a future where the polar ice caps have melted and most of the Earth is underwater, a mutated mariner fights starvation and outlaw smokers and reluctantly helps a young woman and girl try to find dry land. Welcome to Torture Vision. Hello, my name is Anthony Dinar, and this is my co-host Brandon. Hello. And uh, this is like Mad Max on water. Yes. <laughs> but for people who are on a world full of water, they are very, very dirty. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> very dirty. Um, so the opening scene is Kevin Costner drinking his own urine. Even though it's filtered, it's still his own urine. That's that's the scene that your like introduction to the movie is like that's the first thing that you you see and if he can clean his own pee water which like there's all kinds of you know minerals i'm assuming that's in there and like uh, ammonia and that sort of thing just impurities in general impurities in general um don't you think that like you could clean seawater with that technology yeah his um his machine was quite elaborate However, he built that. I don't think we can do that today, can we? <laughs> no. Filter piss water no. or any other crap to make it purified drinking water. <laughs> no, we cannot. But it, like, if if we like in his defense, if we had like the the polar ice caps melt today, like today, it would be at least two hundred years in the future. So, like, there's a chance that they could have developed that technology. What, in Waterworld they developed the technology? <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's there's a decline there, but eventually, yeah. like. Yeah, no, I'm not buying Maybe that in the next 20 years, I mean, that's possible, right? No, maybe if that machine came from dry land where people had resources to build it, it, it looked very strange. Yeah, it was like a bunch of water bottles, like, put together and... And I believe there was, like, a bicycle, like, pedal involved or something like that. It wasn't, like, what you would think, like, standard way of how to take seawater into drinking water. You would you would put seawater in one container, let the sun, like, evaporate that water, leaving the salt behind. And you collect the steam, condense it into regular water. Like, like we have that technology today, but we don't have some crazy invention like he had. It was just a bunch of glass bottles and tubes. Or I saw no yeah. filters or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, who, who knows what it was. Lots of tubes. There could be filters in there. I don't know. But, and I, I think he, like, pedaled something. But I, I was just amazed. Like, that's how we're introduced to this movie. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like usually you realize it's gonna be a really bad movie like i was really excited to see that as like our first scene <laughs> welcome to this movie well and and i also i know this kind of jumps ahead but it's revealed that he's a mutant right he has uh gills be- behind his ears that allowed him to uh breathe underwater so you know maybe a lot of his other 
biology is uh, is different from ours that we don't realize. Like he can but, drink pee water? Well, <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> but the point I was getting at is um, his pee looked kind of green, like it was, neon green. <laughs> it was very gross. And maybe I've, that's just the way mutants piss. I don't know. <laughs> I've never had my pee look like that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, let's talk about that. He's got gills behind his ears. Like, he can both breathe in, like, underwater and on land or, you know, above, above water. Yeah. So, like, oxygen in the air and oxygen in the water. He can breathe both. Like, like usually it's one or the other. Like, like a frog is only only species that I can think of that that does both, but it's never at the same time. Like, he has, like, the ability to pick one or the other. Right. Well, we're still early on in the the movie. I could buy that if they're if that's the way they're gonna go. I could buy that he's some sort of mutant. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's even cool. though he's like the only one of his kind that we know of, it's kind of weird. Like we don't run into other mutations. They should have maybe like we went to that barter town, and I know that um, they were very anti mutant there. Yeah. But they they like as soon as they saw his gills, they started screaming mutation. Yeah. And um, so maybe we should have run into Other like mutants. a pirate or something, like just on the way. Who <laughs> a flipper who, baby pirate? <laughs> yeah, maybe he had some other mutation. Like that was the only thing. Oh, he had web toes. Well, yeah, web toes and gills. But the, maybe we should have run into another pirate who who just had something. I don't know something. Yeah, a third eye or something like that. Right, right. But we didn't. The, like you were, you mentioned that town that he was in where they were all anti mutant. He shows up with dirt, and like that's so valuable. He's got like um, a big jar of dirt, like you know maybe like a gallon jug size jar, and um, understandably so. But that it's important. But you know, just another the thing that I thought of um, isn't uh, glass made of sand and yes, you know, like so. Like, shouldn't they also have been equally? Like, how'd you even get the jar? Like, yeah. where'd the jar come from? Well, like, the, the I mean, smokers... I know that he didn't blow it himself. But... Right, right. But the smokers had lots of bottles of vodka and... Um... The, the, well, they had a bunch of cigarettes they were smoking nonstop. Yeah. That's a whole other issue. Yeah, and, like, we'll get into that because, okay, the dirt, we know later on that he gets from the bottom of the ocean... Right. And he brings it back up to the surface and then lets it dry and then you have dirt. So that's like, that's salt water that, that was evaporated. So then now that earth is salted. So like you're not going to be able to grow anything on that. And even if you like you could, like like where are they getting all those cigarettes? We're We're talking hundreds of years after like the polar ice caps have melted and there's no land anymore that anybody knows of. So like... Where are they growing those tobacco this plants? Vast hydroponics field somewhere. <laughs> that we don't know about. But we're kind of jumping way ahead. So, like, uh, the first thing we see, Kevin Costner, the mutant mariner, uh, drinks his own piss, and then he drives straight to a border town, like little, little sea village, and um, he wants to make a trade. He's going to sell some sand so that he can get other things. Um, <laughs> the currency, by the way, are like coins with holes in it like they're just shitty metal cylinders like washers yeah that's also something i could buy though like whatever <laughs> you could scrap together although when your currency is that ridiculous like it's just anything you throw together 
wouldn't it be super easy to counterfeit? Exactly. But um, so he goes goes to the town, and um, there's there's this guy who's a uh, smoker spy who's after this little girl who lives in the town, and the little girl has a, a tattoo on the on her back that shows how to get to dry land, but it's such <laughs> a convoluted tattoo that no, no one can interpret it. So uh, they spend the whole movie trying to figure out what the hell this tattoo means. But this uh, this smoker spy wants this girl because he he wants that tattoo. He wants to figure out how to get to dry land. And um, I'm thinking right away, like, uh, he eventually, the, the smokers eventually attack this town and just destroy it. They shoot it up. They set it on fire. Like, they... They'd lay waste to this town. Right. But Wouldn't before it... they show up, though, keep don't lose that thought. Like, like they find out he's a mutant, and then they put him in jail. I want to oh, yeah. ask you, but Kevin right before... Kevin the Mariner, yeah. Yeah, right before the, um, the smokers show up, I wanted to ask you, what is that yellow sand mud... The diarrhea pit? <laughs> they mentioned it was like a recycling thing. So, like, that's got to be all of their, like, urine and feces. And, like, when we when he first comes in, when Kevin Costner first gets there, somebody had passed away. And they just put the dead body in there. So, it's, it's like, it's poop, it's pee, and it's dead, like, decomposing bodies. <laughs> right, which, in that scenario, I would understand that, like, they would try to make some sort of makeshift earth right. out of whatever they could right. find some sort of fertilizer or their feces or whatever right. and that's cool but and all but he was fine. like he but was in throw... it it was gross well, <laughs> yeah but they, they throw a whole like the dead body in there like wouldn't you want to like eat it eat it <laughs> throw away the scrap throw the scraps into the uh the little shit bog that you couldn't use. Yeah. Like, you couldn't use the bones, so maybe mill them up and then throw them in there. Right, right. Um, or I'm not eating butt, but, like, you know yeah. what I mean? I might eat something else in the body. <laughs> throw yeah, in what I you're mean, not going to eat. Realistically, you would eat every bit. I, I would totally eat butt. Because <laughs> you, you have nothing else. Yeah. I would I, mean, I would fish, go on the record saying, saying that, like, I am not above eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, they, they, they throw the dead body in there, in the bog. And then, um, I guess it just that yeah, it gets Quick recycled. Sand. Yeah, <laughs> but they also throw their prisoners in there. When whenever someone commits a crime, apparently in this town, they they strap them into a cage, and they lower the cage into the bog, and you get recycled as well. Yeah, um, I, it's a horrible yeah, again, way to I, die. I think it would be much better if you if you ate the body. It would be much more. Yeah. Um, I don't know, reasonable if, if, you, if you did that. <laughs> if you cut up the body and you just cannibalized it rather than just throwing it in this bog to deteriorate. Yeah, or use it for fishing. Like, we, we you know mentioned that while we were watching the film. Like, cut it up, like, chum the waters for sharks and eat a shark, something, anything. Anything. Yeah. But, okay, so the um, the smokers get here. And uh, and they like blow everything up to hell. Well, and this was my point about that that spy who showed up in the town before they even attacked before the smokers even attacked the town. They sent in a smoker spy, uh, and then he locates the girl. He says, "Yeah, I see the girl, and she's definitely got the tattoo on her back because even though they're trying to hide the tattoo, the the few people who know about it, 
um, the little girl's wearing this low-cut top that completely displays this stupid <laughs> tattoo. It's it's even made out of fishnets, so it's covering it, but you see right through it. <laughs> yeah, but even still, it's like hanging below the tattoo. Yeah. Um, so the the smoker spy sees the tattoo and he's like, "Yeah, that that's definitely what we're looking for." Wouldn't it be better to like befriend these people and then just get to know the girl and then take a picture of it like i know they don't have cameras but like draw it draw something it. yeah everyone in this this town has like blocks of chalk or you know like crayons or whatever there, there's a way to draw this on a piece of paper right or even like fucking carve the thing into your got your own skin right if you had to there's no reason why they needed to attack this town and risk killing the girl but the town is on fire they are like shooting it to shit. There's a there's a big risk of losing the girl entirely by going through like full force. Right. Why didn't they just do it covertly and then leave? Because then it's not flashy and cool to watch. I guess I don't know. That's a good point though. Yeah, I just at that point I knew that the movie was stupid. But, uh, <laughs> and this is the very beginning. Yeah, no, it is. Like it, the the whole plan was dumb to begin with but yeah the, it would have been better to try and take this peacefully yeah everyone would have ended up better yeah and and you could just like you said take a picture of it find it on your own and just be you know done with it save the resources that's one thing about this entire movie from start to end is like they are the most wasteful people ever i mean like they all use garbage because that's all that's around but they're just incredibly wasteful. Like you said, the dead the dead bodies, the prisoners, the... Uh, like, I can understand maybe you want to eat a person who died because, you know, it's a disease or something. But, like, the prisoner, he's totally healthy. Like, you, you kill him and then you eat him. Like, like the all the stuff that they own individually, like, they... You know, he goes to show them the earth or, like, the uh, the sand that he has in the in the bucket in the jar and he like to show it he grabs a handful of it and like opens his palm slowly and lets like the sand fall through his fingers and like it's all blowing in the wind like he he loses half of it i i know like for him in this particular case he could just swim down to like the bottom and get another you know batch but i don't know still like everyone does that everyone's incredibly wasteful yeah well even uh more egregious than that is when uh, one pirate meets another. Uh, the pirate A attacks pirate B, kills pirate B, and then he can take his ship. Well, you you would then like take every little piece of his ship that you could. Yeah. Without like you know, I understand there's weight issues involved, and your your own ship could start to sink. But there's so many things that every time a person attacks another ship, they could be taking stuff that's valuable right and yet they just toss it aside hell like, split up your crew and now you have two ships you got like an armada like yeah. <laughs> so like one of the things that i noticed someone threw overboard in one scene was a fishing pole yeah like, wouldn't that be one of the most valuable things right it was broken pole? but you could totally fix it i mean come on they're wearing clothes that are like one of the guys had clothes that was made up of the little plastic rings that, um, <laughs> hold six packs together. <laughs> yeah, hold six packs of cans together. So, yeah, you would want to use every little piece of right. anything you found. Right. 
Yeah, they kind of went back and forth on a few things, and that's that's one of them. Like in the very beginning of uh, like Kevin Costner goes underwater to for whatever reason, uh, and then a pirate uh, swings by his ship and sees a little small uh, lemon or lime tree or something. Yeah, it was lime. And uh, he grabs all the limes off the tree. It's like, why not grab the whole tree? Yeah, if you're stealing, just go for broke. It man. would actually take less effort to grab the whole tree than it would <laughs> to, to take all the limes off it. Right, right. <clears throat> and then after, like, the guy um, takes the limes, like, something happens where, like, the plant ends up in the water, and Kevin Kevin Costner just grabs it real quick and just throws it, like, um, down below, like, in his ship. Like, if... If it didn't ruin it by grabbing it by the top of the plant, him throwing it down the stairs just carelessly would have killed it. <laughs> yeah. It spilled all the dirt out of the, the valuable it was in. Yeah, and... the valuable, valuable dirt would have spilled out of the planter. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so like when Kevin Costner's in this little border town, someone says, like, hey, have you... Uh, You've been there, haven't you? You've been to dry land? And uh, I thought that was funny because, like, if he was, why would he leave is what I wrote. <laughs> and then uh, if he left and got lost, then he's not worth shit. He has no intel to tell you. Right. Either way, like, who in their right mind would leave perfect dry land? Which was funny when I wrote that because at the end of the movie, Kevin Costner finds dry land and then he leaves it like a retard. <laughs> exactly and you know like he doesn't just like live on the water by dry land like he stocks up his his new boat which looks very similar to his old boat and then he just like sails out it's like wouldn't you at least stay by dry land like there there are we're jumping way ahead but then he's also (laughs) like there are wild horses on this dry land when he finally reaches it like wouldn't you maybe kill one or two and uh try to work with the leather and maybe make yourself a new suit at least before you left yeah no no he likes his fishnets and and stuff and you know i mentioned earlier like the people are very dirty for being on a planet full of water i i thought maybe like they were they were trying to be smart like elephants and um and like cover themselves with mud so they wouldn't get sunburnt or something but like i don't even think they were thinking of that no, not at all <laughs> so like as they're blowing up like back to the beginning as they're blowing up that uh that first town the, the smokers as they're destroying the the barter town yeah yeah and um uh there's like this scene where this crazy old guy who's like the grandfather character to the little girl who has the tattoo uh, map of dry land on her back that no one can read and um and he like he he has this like hot air balloon that uh, that opens up and like he he didn't mean to open it up it kind of just happened by accident and all the chaos and uh, he's built this elaborate device where the balloon inflates by water or something it was some weird like there was a bunch of water tubes that started filling up. Oh, they were like bubbling. There was like some chemical reaction. Who knows? I don't know. And um, and so he he gets in there and he leaves before the other two girls can get on that like hot air balloon with him. So he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." He's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, like like the, <laughs> I, I the can't control it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I can't steer it." Like, 
How how dumb are you? You built the fucking machine and you couldn't build in like steering capabilities? Well, he did. Eventually we see that he did have steering capabilities, but in the beginning he acted like he didn't. Yeah, maybe it was wasn't funny. ready yet. Yeah, because I wrote in my notes like if you can't steer the fucking thing, like what would the map do you any good? Like if you did decipher the map, how are you going to get to it if you can't steer your flying machine toward it? <laughs> exactly. But we don't see him again. Like he flies away, and you think he's gone. He's toast, and uh, because it'd be super easy to one bullet hit that giant air balloon, and he'd be fucked. But even still, like even if no one attacks it, it, they set it up as like he can't control his his ship. He doesn't know how to fly this flying machine, so he's just he's gonna be gone. He's dead. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, you see him again. He reappears, and he's apparently read the manual now, and he knows <laughs> how to fly it. Yeah. And it it works perfectly. So like even even if he wasn't uh, like if he was the only person to make a hot air balloon, like the smokers who are like the, you know the Mad Max kind of characters the most. Like, they all have guns. They somehow have oil, which we'll talk about later. Um, they have an airplane. And uh, they use that airplane for their own means. And, uh, okay, if you have an airplane and a hot air balloon, somebody gets up real high, you could see further out to see. And eventually you would see, like, the top of Mount St. Helens or something like that. Because that's the only part of land that would be there. Like, statistically, if all of the ice caps melted, you would still have some parts of land that would protrude from the Earth. Yeah, I, I think the, um, this, I didn't look it up. I, I just heard this, like, third hand or whatever. But uh, I think the science says that if all the ice caps melted... Um, it, it wouldn't cover the earth as much as it did in this movie. Yeah, and if it, and if like, but let's th- pretend it did. Okay, so in this movie, we pretend it happens in this like law of physics. Like, how the fuck do they have oxygen to survive? Because like, you need plants, right? Yeah, I think a lot of uh, oxygen does come from the ocean. Again, I it, we're, we can't nitpick that much on the details when we believe that Kevin Costner has gills and toes <laughs> and can drink his own pee. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. So, um like the the Kevin Costner character is saved by the two women, like the the mom character and the daughter character if you will. Um the the guy who has the hot air balloon who left them behind on accident. So, they save Kevin Costner only if um if he will take them with them or with him. So, they he's think like he's the way to dry land. Right. And he's like, you know, we'll let you out under one condition. Will you, you know, take us with you? And he's like, sure. Because, <laughs> like, he's got, he's he's in the poop, and it's covering his mouth as he's saying this. It's so gross. Right, and he has no way to get out of the cage that he's locked in unless this woman helps him. Yeah, and he had been, fuddle, like, fiddling with it for a long time, and she, like, cracks it open in two seconds right Um, which is funny because he's got a like a knife and he tries to open it up with a knife and of course the knife just snaps in half but then whatever weapon she grabs she just breaks the lock no problem yeah which you could say like she had better leverage okay whatever so as soon as as soon as he's saved from the cage and the disgusting diarrhea puddle um 
they uh, they get on his boat and they end up like getting out. And as soon as like they get away from danger, she's like, "How can I trust you?" It's like, like I just saved your life, bitch. Like, what's your yeah. problem? <laughs> uh, she's got she's got problems, and and the daughter, um, who's technically not her daughter, um, but the little girl, like she's so annoying, and he's. Like, at one point, he even smacks her for being so stupid. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Now, that that's another, like, how complicated did the, did the script need to be? Like, couldn't she just be the mom just to simplify things? Um, We're going to talk about that later, I bet. Oh. That's going to come into play. Um, and I think that that's the only piece that kind of makes sense. So... Like, after that happens, like, you have a few different run-ins with the smokers. and <laughs> Which is funny because this is my problem with all Mad Max-type worlds. When you have a um, limited resources everywhere, this more so than Mad Max, um, the, the gas, like, the, these smokers, they're driving around in all sorts of vehicles. Like, you mentioned the, uh, the airplane they've got. The um, they've got all sorts of uh, boats and boats um, and jet skis, jet skis, and whatever, just every kind of vehicle. Tons of ammunition, tobacco, alcohol. Well, I wasn't even getting to the tobacco part. I was just like fixated on the oil and the gas part. And uh, why did they waste it so much? Like, well, driving can... around like crazy, um, the just wasting nonstop oil and gas and. Uh, there was a funny part where um, where things got serious, and so the the bad guy said, "We gotta stop. Um, we gotta stop the wasting stuff. Like we gotta focus all our resources on getting on that finding little girl. this little girl because we need that map on her back. So uh, no more um, tractor pulls. Tractor pulls. <laughs> like, like they still got like tractor pulls and fucking NASCAR or whatever. Like they're still wasting gas like that. Like what the fuck is that? Yeah, that was like, one thought, of the best lines. I thought it was bad enough that they were wasting gas during the battle scenes and stuff. But then when he had to throw in that line, I just I couldn't help but laugh. Like, <laughs> why are we still doing this? Every every drop is like you know valuable. Yeah, why How are we wasting it on trivial shit? Fucking NASCAR makes it past like the end of the world, basically. <laughs> How depressing is that? We're talking hundreds of years and they have like this big oil tanker and that's where they have all the oil and it comes down to like this point in the movie they only have four feet left of like i granted it's like it's a big uh you know area so like even though it's four feet that's still like you know hundreds of barrels or whatever Um, but even here your guy who's in the tanker whose whose job it is to measure that he's the the expert you would say right? right right so he says we only have four feet left of the black stuff <laughs> he doesn't even like know he what doesn't it even is know what it's called <laughs> so then now i have to wonder like how are you even refining this into gasoline yeah how they do it would practically be impossible but he does say it is impossible it is but but the guy like the head um bad guy does say like aside from like hey we got to stop the nascar and tractor pulls <laughs> mm-hmm. like he does say like even if we refined it how how many g's are the good stuff we gonna get like <laughs> whatever the fuck that was supposed yeah, to be yeah they, they all called it go juice yeah they're completely 
clueless to what it is, basically. Yeah. So, but again, how why would they would be wasting it. Yeah, and how they refine it is just insane. Um, they they're not drilling it. They're just they have it left over from hundreds of years ago. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. But whatever. So, like, they're running out of oil, and they have this big tanker, and they they drive the tanker with rowboat power <laughs> and slave driven. I well, I that guess that's funny. how you would get around. They did save a lot of oil that way, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could believe that the engines in that, that tanker wouldn't work anymore. Okay, which brings me to the, an awesome point, because in the tanker, they have the oldest beat-up fucking piece-of-shit <laughs> car with no wheels. They're driving on rims, so they have no tires on there. And uh, that thing drives better than my car. Like, like I have to work to keep my car running and it barely runs and like that piece of shit's driven hundreds of years later <laughs> yeah, every three months you take it for an oil change and just the very last time i got my truck oil changed uh the guy gave me a, a whole list of things like oh you need to replace your air filter it's getting dirty and it, the serpentine belt is starting to wear so in signs of serious wear we need to replace that and then he gave me even more stuff that i opted out of but uh, when I was done, I was expecting to pay like twenty, thirty bucks for an oil change, and I got uh, like a hundred and fifty dollar bill, and I didn't even choose to do everything he suggested. And uh, I'm not a car expert, but I can't imagine that that car, hundreds of years in the future, would still be running <laughs> the way it was. And why would you even need that? You're on a tanker, <laughs> like just walk. They were you driving around driving. for fun. Yeah. No, it's a total vanity thing. But why, why even do that? Again, it's a total waste of resources. Hey, just you know, to act like a king, Brad. When you take away my tractor pulling entertainment, I got to do something, okay? Well, the, the, the peons weren't enjoying that. that so that was just the the, the top Hopper's guys. Car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even like his his uh, number two man, you know, or yeah. Whatever. When he finally got behind the wheel, he was like, I've always wanted to drive this, and he drives it right into a wall. Yeah, it just destroys. <laughs> He survives the crash, by the way. But yeah. meanwhile, I'd like to see in a, on a real oil tanker, like set up the same scenario today. Would you be able to drive a car anywhere? On that <laughs> probably not. There's not enough room. Yeah, probably not. Um, that 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 oil tanker was was ridiculous. We have no idea how they refine it, and like there are tons of waste. And like one guy is like smoking a cigarette while he's hooked up to oxygen. Oh. Where do they yeah, get the oxygen take? Let's bring up the cigarettes. Like, aside from the fact that we've already decided that there's no, like, where are they getting all these cigarettes? Is there a big hydroponics field? We already mentioned that. Um, there's just so many. Like, everyone is smoking. Like, what he gives out presents, like, when he's talking to them, like, <laughs> spam. spam cans and, and cigarette packs. Like, they've, they've all got cigarette, giant, uh, like, they show their supply of uh, vodka and cigarette cartons and, and everything like that. Like, seriously like they where did they find all of these yeah and if they're from the past because they do have like labels from the past even though the the cigarettes they're smoking aren't like camel or anything that we would know today like but the spam just, can it looks just like it does in the grocery store today right but yeah let's let's pretend like get, maybe they couldn't maybe they didn't ask for the rights to use camel or something right like that but the the cigarette packs are like professional packs, right? So we're to believe that they're actually stuff we could buy today, yeah, leftover, so, yeah. So don't cigarettes go bad? Well, 
Yeah, but I mean, you could still smoke it, I guess. I mean, the spam, like even though it's not like real meat or whatever, um, it's uh, it's not gonna last hundreds of years. Like you're gonna eat that and be sick. But you know, whatever. Like like the cigarettes. Remember that one pirate? He's like, I'll give you these two pieces of paper. It's paper. I mean, like it's an amazing thing for uh, for thirty minutes with your woman because he wants to fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was funny. Like we run into uh, just a random pirate floating around, and um, he he went so crazy that he started acting like Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he he said like, yeah, I'll give you paper. I got a big tube of paper here, and I'll two I'll sheets, trade it. whole two sheets. Yeah. <laughs> and then then he asked to like have sex with the kid. And I thought that was funny. It's like, oh god, like we're in Waterworld. We barely run into anyone, and I just I happen to run into a pedophile. Like, it's <laughs> terrible. This, this world is miserable. Yeah, it is miserable. And he says yes to the like he 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 says like, oh, you could like be with uh, the older woman, and the guy settles because like he hasn't done anything forever, and um and so like he's like, yeah, I'll give you uh give you the woman for these two sheets of paper, and then he decides to like renegotiate he says no but if paper's so valuable i mean that's in the cigarettes <laughs> I, well i thought about that for a second and i almost wrote that on my notes like it's funny that she's gonna trade a part of her she was gonna do it willingly you yeah know, for paper even though like you know what value is that to none her? whatsoever but, it's but nostalgia the mariner, the mariner is like hey you're gonna do it so she goes ahead and agrees and i almost wrote this down in my notes like she's gonna trade her body for a couple worthless scraps of paper, but then I thought, like, that's what whores do today, is, like, with money, <laughs> trading their bodies for fucking paper. So I, I didn't bother to write it down. I thought that was kind of funny. That is funny. I didn't I didn't really think of that till just now. <laughs> uh, well, at least you could, like, get something with that paper today, whereas, like, in Waterworld, I mean... Well, it was like a... was valuable as Waterworld, too. Oh, God damn it. So <laughs> So it actually, like, it kind of made sense. Yeah, yeah. In a weird, twisted way. <laughs> so, uh, where are we? We got, um, uh, like, the, the little kid is... Well, we we always, like, jump around a lot, and I guess that's the nature of this, this beast. But um, one of the things I wrote down that we haven't gotten to yet is... Um, Kevin Costner, when he first gets stuck with this woman and her kid, uh, he he's irritated by him, and he basically says like, "You guys are too heavy, and we'll need to throw like we'll need to throw something overboard. Let's throw the kid overboard." And of course, the woman protests, and um, he eventually throws the kid over anyway, just to be a dick, I guess. <laughs> because after he throws her overboard, he goes and saves her. But um, when he throws her overboard, the woman starts screaming. She can't swim. <laughs> and I wrote, what? You don't teach children to swim in Waterworld? Wouldn't that be the most important thing before you teach them how to count or whatever, like to, to read, write, anything? <laughs> Swimming should be the most important thing you teach your children. Exactly. But, but no, she can't swim. <laughs> well, it's not her kid. What do I care? But then... She does care because she like jumps overboard to save the little girl, and then so Kevin Costner is like, "Fine, like I'll go back and save the both of you." Um, but he's like, he's just fed up with her because she's annoying. He's like, "You talk too much," 
And when she's not talking, she's fucking humming and calling it singing. <laughs> and it's it's just really annoying. She, like, graffitis his whole boat all over the place. She, she steals his crayons and then writes all over his boat with his crayons. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. So um, the, uh, the other thing I wrote that's kind of in this same time frame, when they come across that Robin Williams pirate... And uh, and he goes crazy, and eventually uh, Kevin Costner has to kill him. Uh, they just toss the body overboard, and it's one of those moments where again we said like, shouldn't you be eating him? But then uh, we thought like, oh well, maybe he's just using the body as chum to bring up like some sort of beast, like some sort of whale or something. And that's when that big mutant whale comes up and starts attacking the ship, but only after Kevin Costner uses himself as bait. Like, wouldn't you tie Robin Williams to, like, a rope and then drag him <laughs> behind your boat? It would be much safer to use that dead body. Yeah, and who cares if he gets eaten? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead, but Kevin Costner, like, throws that body away, which then the any kind of beast would eat, eat the body instead. Yeah. He throws that body overboard and then jumps in the water, and he's the his own lure. For yeah. this giant mutant whale thing. And you're not exaggerating. It literally was the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was a mutant whale. Yeah, it was, so, it was huge. Yeah, and so then he kills it uh, somehow. They don't really show that, and they're eating parts of it. Yeah, it, really it would look like that. a langolier and a big giant whale together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they, um, they, they kill that thing and uh, harvest it. They're now eating parts of it and then a couple scenes later kevin costner is now teaching the girl how to swim <laughs> and it was funny because it's like well now i don't want to teach these kids how to swim because there's giant mutant whales in the water <laughs> isn't it kind of dangerous yeah yeah really and like the the mom character she was like oh isn't that cute like it was retarded it's like no there's big giant whales in there you should be terrified at the, at the very beginning she did scream like what are you putting her in the water for? There's giant monsters in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, she and did then, say that. Then when you see the kid having fun in the water, then she's like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> well, aside from that that giant whale and then a couple shark fins that you never see any other. I think that was um, I think that was the smokers because that was right before. So, like, um, Kevin Costner takes the mom character down to the bottom because she's like, I don't believe you, you know, you've seen dry land, and just to shut her up because he loves silence, like, and I don't blame him too, like, these yeah. two bitches are annoying. So he uh, he takes the mom down to the bottom and he shows says, her sand. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to show you. I didn't ever find dry land. What I do, because I'm a mutant and I can breathe water, I'm going to take you down, I'm going to swim down to the bottom of water world here and i'm gonna show you like the the city of the ancients yeah basically like all the world that's been submerged yeah and uh he sees like buildings he sees a uh, submarine like just things that have just been forgotten by time yeah and um i'm thinking well how can you survive the pressure of of the ocean going down that deep and also, even if he physically could, which is is not even possible, uh, how is his rickety little breathing, like, shitty submarine thing that he built? He made a surviving? little, like, bucket with... Um, it's made of, like, translucent leather 
and twigs. <laughs> However, know. he bought like maybe like you said a shower cap. Maybe shower it's curtain. a shower. Yeah, shower curtain. Either way, <laughs> it's it's this clear thing that she's looking through, and then it's held together. The skeleton is made by twigs and, and rope. rope. Yeah, and there's like an air pocket in there, and he's like taking her way down, no problem. Right, which even if you believe that he could survive the pressure and his rickety little thing could survive the pressure, and she's under in that bubble. Um, wouldn't she have run out of air at that point? There's only so much air that's trapped in that thing. I don't think he'd be strong enough to like physically push that air pocket all the way down. But remember we were talking about how he wastes everything, or everyone does in this universe? Mm -hmm. He has like these emergency road flares that he lights off like 12 of them in a row. And like just like lights it and then drops it, lights another one, drops it. Almost so like he's leaving himself a little... Uh, jelly bean trail back to the uh, the ship, but they sink. They, they're, they're gonna sink. <laughs> it's not like you're leaving yourself a trail, dummy. Yeah, and and also that that stupid rig is connected to a rope. Yeah. Follow the rope up, yeah, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes down to the bottom, and like you said, you see a submarine and some like remnants of a city, and then like he grabs dirt just to show her. He takes nothing back up to the surface. It was a complete waste of a trip, which I thought was incredibly disappointing. Especially, like, you have nothing to waste. Like, everything you do should, like, produce something, whatever it is. So then he goes back to the top, and, like, before he makes it to the top, um, there's, like, an Aspen... What did you call that? Like, ski lift thing? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's like, okay, that, at least that's sort of believable, because, like, that would be in the mountains, um, but it's still underwater, so it's like the mountains isn't high enough. But before he gets up there, like, the the smokers get to his boat, and, and like, the reason he took her down there was to prove her wrong, to shut her up, but, like, he should have never done that, because, like, he just got like done with an airplane assault or whatever on his boat and then like the airplane leaves and he's a scout to tell the uh the smokers where they are and he's like instead of running away let's stop right here where they know where we're at and then let's go down and i can show you so then when he comes up naturally the smokers are there and uh, they kidnap the girl and um and they don't they like like burn his boat too in that right. scene and then, like, the rest of the um, the time he's just sitting there waiting until, like, that guy with the blimp figures out how to steer his goddamn, well, you know, thing. He's waiting that, he, like, it, once he's back on the boat and the boat's been destroyed, he's just, he's not waiting there for anything in particular. He's gonna die. He's just, yeah. yeah. And it only just so happens that the, the guy with the blimp shows yeah. up. And since, like, they're gonna die, he's like, well, I might as well bone you. So they have sex, finally. And then, yeah, the blimp guy shows up, and then he decides to go on, like, a one-man mission to go to that big oil tanker to save the girl. <laughs> You're skipping a pivotal scene. There's a, like, when he, when Kevin Costner and this, this older woman are sitting on the burned-out boat, the little girl with the map on her back has been taken by the smokers. So then that's when the old man shows up with his little blimp contraption thing and uh, says, hey, like, we've got other survivors from the border town from way back in the beginning of the film we're trying to start anew he's like i'll take you to him now so he takes him to that uh, that little 
makeshift border towns, like three, four rowboats tied together. <laughs> and um, and then he said, like, he goes, we, we need to find dry land. And the old man has a copy, what he drew, of the exact replica of the little girl's tattoo. Yeah. So they know where they need to go. Or if they can't determine, they can't decipher the map, then they don't know. But at least they have the information there. Yeah. So then Kevin Costner's like, I gotta go save the girl. It's like, why? Why are you gonna get, like, there's you, no you reason have, for there's it. There's no reason. Yeah. Because you have the information. She's a and, casualty of war. Sorry. Yeah. Because you can't realistically expect to take on all the smokers because there's, I would say, like, what, 300 at, at least, the least yeah. of, of these guys? Yeah. And you're going to be a one-man army. Like, even fucking John McClane from Die Hard, had, <laughs> like, he, he wouldn't be able to pull this off. Right, right. Yeah, it's insane. And they're all, like, on the boat and... Like, like all fighting at once. So, like, there's nothing he could do. He's toast. But <laughs> and even the smokers, when they uh, Dennis Hopper, the leader of them, he uh, he's got the girl. He's like, you need to tell me what's going on with this map. Like, tell me how to decipher it. She can't. And um, it's like, okay, well, she obviously doesn't know. It was just tattooed on her. She's a little girl. Yeah, she's like but eight. At least, at least you have the information. But then he's like, he's furious. It's like you're gonna tell me what I need, but but you she doesn't have the information, right? But at least you have the map. He's so used to like scare there. tactics, like you know. You can't scare information out of someone who doesn't have the exactly. Information. And and what he does, he's like he's like I'm gonna figure out how to get there if I have to rip that thing off your back to do it. It's like, it's like what would that solve? <laughs> nothing. You have the image, <laughs> and then one of his buddies, like when when he's uh, got his his best men on the job. Who are they've morons. The, yeah. Absolute fucking morons. They've got the girl tied up, and, and one of the guys says, I can't decipher the map. Maybe if we cut it off her back and laid it down flat. It's like, her back is pretty flat. <laughs> like, laying, doing what you just described isn't going to help you decipher the map. And like It, it actually risks uh, destroying the map. Exactly. Why would you do this? <laughs> but Dennis Hopper's like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, because he's a moron too. Like he he loses an eye in that first battle of that. Uh, um, did we call it a border town or whatever with yeah. the the poop yellow poop sand thing in the right. middle? Um, he like uh, one of his guys is a moron. He's like shooting and like the the boat's getting turned and eventually shoots like his own people. And blows up the boat that uh, that the bad, you know, the boss bad guy is on. Yeah, Dennis Hopper loses his eye to friendly fire. Yeah, and then he blames it on Kevin Costner. It's like, I lost my eye because of you. Are you looking at my eye? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, yeah, and uh, he he's just, he's surrounded by morons. He, Dennis Hopper is a moron himself. It's, it's terrible. These villains were ridiculous. Yeah. So, then, like... Uh, after like he goes to the boat and single-handedly basically destroys the entire tanker with using one of his flares he just puts in the oil destroys all the oil thank god he didn't waste all his flares (laughs) he saved one to destroy an entire tanker yeah and uh, again like he saved one but he destroyed like a a huge resource (laughs) again like but it's it's understandable because like, it's in the got, enemy's hands yeah because if he didn't do that 
he would have never been able to to take the oil for himself, and also uh, he would have never been able to kill all the people that he killed. Yeah, like he just got super lucky with that flare thing. Yeah, yeah. So he he rescues the little girl. Why I don't know. He claims. Because well, I like her. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a creepy way, but like I'm I'm her friend or whatever. But yeah, it was it was it was dumb. Like you spent the whole time hating her. Even the the um what's the boss's name? The bad guy's boss's name? I don't know. I just call him Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis that's Hopper. The actor who played yeah, him. so the Dennis Hopper character even gets sick of the little girl and smacks her as well. I love how both like Kevin Costner and him like both smack her around because she's so annoying. And uh, he's like, finally saves the little girl, and um, they take her to like the people that like are starting a new uh, border town. <laughs> right. They get saved by the old man. Like, there's this whole bungee uh, jumping. That scene, scene was ridiculous. so fucking retarded. He should have died. Yeah, it was like, a regular rope, but it was like a bungee cord. It was yeah. so dumb. It has a spring somehow. Like a regular. If you try to bungee jump with a regular rope, you're going to die. Yeah, and it was tied around one leg. And, and it he, wasn't even tied. He just, like, he just jumped with the rope. And he's like, tie this off to something. And he jumps. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if they didn't tie the rope in time, uh, I guess he would have been stuck in the water. Well, that was supposed to build suspense. I, guess, I don't know. <laughs> that whole scene was just dumb. So once, once the little girl's at the top, fucking Dennis Hopper shoots... Uh, no, no, a little just... handgun. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he ends up hitting the little girl, which was fucking retarded. Well, no, no, that's what I think. That's how she fell into the water, and then oh, and then he bungee then, jumped yeah. or whatever. But you're I, right. I thought you're you right. were good. Like the the best part of that scene is when the little girl is being pulled up onto the to the uh, aircraft. Um, she's being pulled up like basically upside down. So the old man who who built the stupid. Uh, like hot air balloon thing he looks at the little girl's uh, tattoo upside down and he's like oh I get it now north is south and south is north or something like that yeah he's like I've been looking at the map upside down all along it's like shouldn't you have been examining this up down and sideways forever yeah like how is ne- you, this is the first time you ever looked at it upside down you big dummy <laughs> oh that was so frustrating that's all it took yeah, that was that was fucking retarded. It 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 like dawned on him, and it was like the the dumbest information. Yeah, north is south, and south is north. So they end up finding um, dry land, and it's this like luxurious place. There's lots of fresh water, and there's horses. Like you it looks like earlier. New Zealand. It looks like where they shot Lord of the Rings. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and they get there, and there's a little hut, and there's like I'm assuming married people, like this this couple. But they're all skeletons. Like, that's how long it's been and they've died. And and so, like, this part is what ruins my guess. But I'm still going to guess it. Because she's humming that stupid song in the beginning. And to the point where Kevin Costner slaps her and, like, shuts her up. Because um, she's annoying. She finds that jewelry box and knows exactly how to turn it on. And it's playing the same song that she was humming in the beginning. So... And, and, like, on their bed or whatever, there's lots of those maps, like, showing where dry land is. And so I'm supposed to believe that, like, they're the ones who set the image out to try to, like, save other people because they knew that they were dying. And so, like, 
is that little girl like a relative or something like, it must have been the reason why they didn't make the the main adult woman this little girl's mother is to say that this little girl was grew up on dry land and her mother and father were possibly the skeletons right or, so then or a before, relative of theirs no i'm gonna say just to make it simple yeah they were mother and father yeah and uh then because they knew that it was just their little girl like like okay we're gonna tattoo a location like the the map on her back we're gonna make it super cryptic so it's super hard for people to understand but uh, we're gonna tattoo this on her back, and then we're gonna cast her out into the ocean, like a <laughs> like a message in a bottle, yeah. and hope she brings back more people. Yeah, that didn't is make that any was sense. that the whole plan of the movie? I think so. That was terrible. It was why would terrible. You, why wouldn't you just let your daughter live, even if she's all alone? Yeah, why you send you her out let... to her death, basically. Yeah, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a worse fate than just like I can understand. Like you don't want her to live alone. But you're gonna cast her out in the into the ocean, yeah, to find more people. Yeah, no, that like was... she's bait on a hook. Yeah, That's they terrible. They tried to like play it off like they were Superman, like uh, sending off like their kid to Earth or something. Like, yeah, that was that was really retarded. Um, very very bad parenting. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, Kevin Costner is like, no, I gotta live out on the ocean. Yeah, as soon as he gets to dry land, he's like, oh, I don't like the feel. It doesn't It doesn't move right. It just doesn't move at all, dummy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, so this whole thing that you've been fighting for your whole time, like, you, you're gonna, just gonna be, like, the, the ocean guy. I can kind of understand that. Like, you want to stick to the ocean. But they, they made it seem like he's just gonna drop, like, go cast away. And yeah. He's never going to come back. Yeah. It's like, how about you keep this land in sight? Yeah. And every once in a while, you come back with, like, the little trinkets and doodads you find. Right. Maybe come back with fish or whatever. Right. Like, you can still be part of this community. You don't need to abandon it entirely. Right. You went to that whole extent to save her just so you can aban- abandon the little girl again. <laughs> right. So now what you've got on that, that island that you've just discovered is an old, old man, the, the maker of the... Um, the hot air balloon thing he's gonna be dead soon so then you've got the woman who was like surrogate mother and you've got the uh that one guy who is the um basically mayor of barter town so those two could hook up and be husband and wife and then they've got the little girl to look after as their own yeah well what happens when surrogate mother and mayor of border town die are they are just before they die are they gonna cast the girl out again <laughs> like bring back more people go back out into the ocean <laughs> is that the way it's gonna be again uh, i hope not and if they do then they all fucking deserve to die yeah no i if we were talking about this and uh i think it's time to do the rating uh you you said like this was a good movie yeah yeah. I'm going to say bad. No, no. No, I'm going to say bad. Like, it wasn't better than expected. It was bad. It's like, look at all the plot holes and things that we mentioned only, just now. Only because, like, we've seen the movie before, so it wasn't better than expected. But when you look at everything else that's on this list... You can't ju- justify it by that, though. No, no, you can. Because, okay, there's, there's three different ratings, essentially. Like, you have... Uh, G is for, like, the, the people who want to participate in watching bad movies... But they have to, like, 
go to the little, little kiddie pool, you know? They have to watch, like, the easiest stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, like, bad is the next level, and then, like, abortion is, like, the stuff that... Just like, torturous to sit through. Hardcore people have to sit through to enjoy it, okay? So this is definitely a, a G-rate. This is a good movie. Nah. It is. If, if, like, look at all the plot holes that were in, like, Prophecy. That was something that we rated as good. Um, like, that was... That was something that had a lot of problems, but it was fun to watch. It was fun to make fun of. Oh, it certainly was, but bad movies are like that, too, yeah, that we rate. Certainly. I, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just go to this, and I'll say that uh, you, you have final say. I'll give you my thoughts, but you have final say. When we did uh, Over the Top... I didn't think it should have been an abortion. Yeah. I thought it should have been bad, but you stuck to your guns because you hate Sylvester Stallone so much <laughs> and you're so biased against it that, okay, I'll give you that one. If you want to make this movie good, do it, but I I protest. I say it's bad. Okay, it's, so... It's your decision, though. It was... You run the site. Over <laughs> over the top was... was... I I really do think that like it could have been just a B rate, a bad movie rating, okay? If it was a little less arm wrestling. There was just way too much I mean, arm if wrestling. Was, if there was a little less of the main focus of the film. It was literally purpose. 40 <laughs> minutes of straight arm wrestling. At the very end, yeah. Yeah, no, that movie was much harder to go through and I just I was so angry when oh, I was I done watching it. Um but like if it was just a cunt hair better, it would have been a better rating, so it would have been a bad movie. Right. So are you going to say, officially, this is a good movie? Yeah, I, I'm going to. Ah, you fucker. I already made the image for bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's all you're doing is no, you want to get no, out of the work. I, I would have changed it if, if I felt I made the image prematurely. But I do think, I will go on record as saying... I think this is a bad film. Yeah. But we will change it to good just for you. You're <laughs> I thought it was going to get a bad rating too. Um but uh, but after watching it, it was just it was it's one of those films again that's just easier for people to to watch. I want like our audience to know that like if they want to participate in in this uh you know, awful thing that we waste our lives with. Yeah. Um, like to to at least like start out with the good movies and then go to bad, and then when you run out of that stuff and and you still want more, because stop, stop watching. <laughs> but if you're if you got brain damage like the rest of us, like go ahead and continue with the abortion ratings. I mean, like. Some of them are pretty good, but they're really hard to go through. I mean, if you want to go through a 40 minutes of uh, of nonstop arm wrestling as filler, I mean, be my guest. There was lots of jokes, and, and I actually think that Over the Top was a great uh, podcast that we did. And, and I think this is a good one, too. So um, I, I you know, final rating is uh, this particular movie, um, Waterworld, deserves a good rating. Yeah. Uh, I will do it under protest. I I, <laughs> I, uh, I said my piece. I, I stand my ground. But like I said, you, you are the one who runs the site officially. So <laughs> you're the one who calls the shots. It for... is on record. You can say that. Your yes. conscience is clear. <laughs> I'm on record as saying your opinion is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's our favorite clip of this episode. What is this? Get those chains off her. What are we, barbarians here? Goodness gracious, sakes alive. 
Come on out of here, you big nasty animal, you! <laughs> you wanna come over here and sit on my lap? No? <clears throat> How about a cigarette? Nothing like a good smoke if you miss your mom. Never too young to start. <laughs> 